This insert is brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za. You've been keeping warm and safe and also dry during this very, very wet week that we're having out here in Cape Town. Actually, the last two weeks that's been like this. But you know what? If you're joining from somewhere else in the world or maybe in the country, welcome to Voice of Change. It's Lauren Jacobs and it's Cape Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. I'm super looking forward to the conversation that we are going to be having today on the show because I wanted to invite a phenomenal guest on who you know what, was going to get real about her journey that she's been on during the past year. Now, I know that the past year has been quite intense. I know that we've been, you know, struggling through a global pandemic and what that has meant, you know, for people, you know, just in every area of life, whether it be jobs or whether it be mental health, whether it be this sense of what should we be doing in this time and all these different realities. But really, I wanted to invite Madeline Badillo on the show today, all the way out from New York, because she has had an incredible year. Yes, you know, right at the beginning when lockdown was happening out last year, it feels like such a long time ago, she began to just, you know, get real with God about a lot of things in her life and, you know, inner things, personality things, things that she had carried around with her for quite a long time. And then also, Things about self-acceptance, reality of, you know, what about my body? I don't like my body. How do, how should I feel about it? What should I be doing? And just all these realities, accepting her body, accepting herself, but then also dealing with things that were coming up, you know, from her childhood, from her family. And so today, Madeline is joining me to share about what God has been doing in her life in the last year. And what I really want to say to you is that today on the show, I wanted to really just reach your heart, reach into your heart, because I know that God is so concerned about where we are at inside of our hearts. Where are we emotionally today? Where are we in our relationship with Him? Where are we in our minds today? You know, is is things pulling on us? Are there still things in us that we need to let go of? And are we ourselves holding ourselves back from receiving the promises that God has for us? I sometimes think that we stop at the border of the promised land, just like, you know, the tribe of Reuben did. They asked if they could have their inheritance on the east side of the Jordan so that they wouldn't have to, you know, go over the border and receive all that God had. Moses got quite upset with them at that time and said, you know, you don't want to come over. You're stopping your own people from wanting to receive their inheritance. And the tribe of Reuben said, no, you know, we just like this area. We want to be here, but we're going to help our brothers and our sisters. We're going to help our fellow Israelites, you know, take the land. We're not going to stop. But sometimes I think that we stop. We stop at the border of our promised land. We stop there because we don't really believe that God is good. And that he has these incredible promises for us that he wants us to receive. And I want to invite you who are listening today into this conversation that Madeline and I are going to have as she shares her story and words of wisdom, deep words of wisdom for our hearts today. Because I don't want you or, you know, our friends or our colleagues, our family members, our brothers and sisters in Christ around the world to miss out on the blessings that God has for us. And, you know, miss out on the promises of God just because we can't believe that he is good. And so today I invite you into this beautiful time here in Voice of Change to really be touched by the heart of God. And I pray for his presence and I pray for his peace to be with us. 
And so, you know what? Don't go anywhere because Madeline's with me after this. And so let's open up our hearts to see what God has for us on Voice of Change today. Madeline, it is so good to have you with me today on Voice of Change. It's going to be such a great conversation that we are inviting our listeners into today. Really going to be sharing, you know, about the journey that you've been on, throw some things around and really just inspire the listeners to kind of sit listening and going, how does these women's journeys of self-acceptance and also just how we see ourselves how does that connect with my journey but before we get into that welcome to voice of change and thank you so much for being with me today Thank you so much for having me. It's truly an honor. And I'm looking forward to this conversation with you today. Mm. I've, I've obviously, we met, you know, a couple of years ago in 2017. But since then, I've obviously followed your journey on social media. And a lot of things that you've been posting, you know, over the years and about yourself and the things that you have learned, which is incredible. So really let us in, you know, how and what has your journey looked like? Because as women, we know that we go through so much in our life, in our teenage years, in our 20s, you know, as we get older we're looking at our bodies we're saying you know who are we what are we how do we love ourselves is there a form of self-acceptance you know what is your journey being like kind of what is this this story that you have yeah um for me I would say that it, it started uh back in 2008 uh after I, I it was sometime before we met um because I think we met shortly after that when I I kind of turned my life around and surrendered my life to God. And my journey, I would say, began then. Um, I, I carried a lot of rejection, a lot of um, issues with abandonment. And because of because of feeling like I was not accepted by my parents, by those who were supposed to be there for me in, in my childhood, I had a really hard time accepting and loving myself. And really, since 2008, God has taken me through a journey of learning how to love myself and loves me and stripping me from the rejection from the the issues of abandonment of that self-hatred of uh, teaching me how to be able to look in the mirror and see myself in the way that he sees me it's taken quite some time because now we're in 2021 I, I it was I was 20 years old I am now 34 so it's been about 14 years that I've been in this walk and I've learned to be patient with myself in the process because healing takes time and it's something that you know oftentimes I've wanted to be that one and done like God let me pray and get this over with hmm. but it doesn't always work you know work that way sometimes god makes his way and makes us uh walk through the process with him slowly and that's okay because that builds our character and that builds a history with the lord that then we can look back in on and bring others into that journey and, and teach them how to walk closely with the lord in the same way that, that we have hmm. um and so i would say that it hasn't been easy and in the last I would say the last year or two, especially with COVID being, you know, stuck at home, I was forced to look at myself closely to see the fears that I still carried. I was very much afraid of God. And I realized that I was afraid of him because religion had taught me that if I didn't get it all right, I wouldn't get the blessings that he'd had for me. That if I didn't get it all right, I would miss out on the promises. And I was still struggling with loving myself, with accepting myself. I was still settling for things that were uh, less than what I deserved as a daughter of God. Mm. And so because I could see the, the, the areas of sin and struggle and shame in my life, I felt like, man, I'm never going to obtain the promises. I'm never going to be good enough to fulfill or to walk into my promised land. I'm never going to get those things that God um, said that were for me. Hmm. And over the last year in particular, he, he kind of had me look at the life of, of Abraham and Sarah and just all the many times that Abraham messed up in his journey, even by creating an Ishmael. 
but still he received his Isaac because he was willing to admit his brokenness and walk honestly with the Lord and admit his short. And in that God did a, he did a healing work. I would say in Abraham and Sarah's life to the point when they were ready to receive their promises. And so for the past year, I, I've, I've faced all those fears of, of, um, just that abandonment of rejection of not being able to obtain that, which God promised me mm-hmm. and began to, to recognize him as a good father, as someone who, when he says something is going to happen, it is going to happen because he's not a man that would lie to us. He's not going to say something to me or, or make you a promise, Lauren, and then say, well, you know what? You didn't act good enough to get it. So now I'm not going to give it to you. That's not the kind of father that he is. Um, he's the kind of father that will say, you know what? Okay, you messed up here, but let me walk alongside you and show you how to correct it. Let's fix these things on the inside of you. And so over the last years, as we've been on lockdown, he's he's began to really expose those fears, those lies that I've believed. And, and just in his love, um, set me free. Like, just show me, like, no, like, I am worthy of everything that he's promised me, even though I fail. Um, and... I would just say just sitting in his with his word, just spending time in his presence and just allowing his love to wash over all those all those lies. Like the scriptures that the perfect love casts out fear. And I have it I have lived that out over the past year. Mm-hmm. Like I have seen his perfect love just kind of wash away all those like years of rejection, of self hatred, of looking at myself in the mirror and saying, like, I'm not good enough and and this body's not good mm-hmm. enough and I'm not worth it to being able to see like, no, like I am worth it. I, because he says I'm worthy. Hmm. Well, you know, I'm just listening to you and I feel kind of like it's just a ministry. It's like a, it's like a truth that you are not only sharing with the listeners, but that you're sharing with me too. And I was having a conversation with a friend recently and they were saying to me, you know, something that you touched on about being afraid of God. And sometimes, you know what, sometimes we, we do not, think about this you know we do not think and and this friend of mine was saying to me that you know every time she used to open the bible because of a lot of self-hatred that she carried in herself she would go straight to the prophets and read all the things that the prophets were prophesying that you know would come upon the people of israel you know all the bad things like i'm going to punish you for this i'm going to punish you and she would say she would read that over and over again because that was what she felt inside of herself. It wasn't what God was saying to her, but it was she didn't realize that she didn't feel worthy to be loved by God and always felt like if she wasn't having a quiet time or putting in enough, that there was a guilt and a fear that would come upon her and she would kind of punish herself. But what she would read in the word. And this is so important because I think this this these are realities that we don't really talk about. We don't talk about sometimes how we carry this around. And I know for myself as well, you know, also having experienced being afraid of God, suffering abandonment as a child as well. And, you know, it's something that we don't, we don't hear a lot of. It's something that we don't get vulnerable and open about enough. We just say, you know, God's good. And, but what if we don't feel that way? And I think this is so powerful what you're touching on, because a lot of people, maybe even some people listening to us today, Maybe they're struggling with that as well. And I think that this is something that a lot of people actually struggle with. And kind of, have you seen that? Have you sensed that? Yeah. As I began to open up about my journey, either through my poetry or with friends and conversations like the one that we're having now, so many people feel that way. They feel like they have to perform Mm -hmm. in order to be in right standing with God. But one thing that the Lord really pointed out to me over the past year, it was Abraham's faith that counted him as righteous. 
it wasn't Abraham's performance, um, but it was his faith. And that's why he's the father of the faith. And, and the Lord really began to touch upon my heart. Like, it's my faith. It's my belief in him and his promises. It's it's my towards him that makes the difference. Like, we look at, for example, um, King David. We all talk about how he was a man after God's own heart. But he messed up royally many times. And the reason why he was able to accomplish all that he did so that in the end Solomon could fulfill that promise of building the temple was because he turned around and he said to the Lord, Lord, I sinned. I, I forgive me for I, I have sinned. For, mm. You know, don't turn your face away from me. Cleanse me with your word. Be let me be in your presence because there's no better place for me to be. And what what God has shown me is that we can come to Him and be honest. We can we can bring our fears, our anxieties, our insecurities, our self doubt, self hatred, our shame, and we can be open and honest with Him about it. And it is in those moments when we choose to open up our hearts to him and say, God, this is how I feel. But your word says that I am the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus, but I don't feel that way. So can you help me to see myself in the way that you do that? He really steps in and he says, yes, I'm going to show you Hmm. love on you. And it wasn't, you know, we always expect to have that one moment where it's like this glorious, phenomenal moment Mm -hmm. where we go into the heavens and these amazing things happen. And sure, that does happen for some people. But I'll be honest with you, this past year hasn't felt that way at all. Mm -hmm. Oftentimes, I didn't feel like I was hearing God's voice when I would go to him when I was, you know, in the middle of having a panic attack because I felt so unworthy and so ashamed and there was no community because we're all in lockdown. And it was in those moments where I was just vulnerable with him. Nothing you know, fireworks didn't shoot in, up in the sky, but in those moments he was there and he was healing my heart. And I look back now a year later where I'm free from anxiety and I'm working out and I'm doing things to take care of myself, not because I have to, but because I want to, because I feel like I'm worth it. And I realized that in those moments where I was being vulnerable and honest and, and just exposing myself to the Lord, he was coming in and he was healing, even though I couldn't even see it at the, at the time. Hmm. And he was preparing me to walk in freedom. Hmm. Wow, you know, I'm thinking, I'm thinking now as well about you, you know, you've spoken a lot about also the promises of God. And I think that sometimes we ourselves hesitate to step in people hesitate to kind of receive the promises of God. It's like he has them for you. And maybe he opens the door and you can see it. And you know that it's right there. But there's almost a hesitation. And do you think that that comes because of exactly that we don't feel worthy or you know grace is scandalous you know it's like we we have this grace god just loves us because he loves us it's not because of anything that we do or that we perform or you know we have three hours of prayer time every day so that makes us a good person it's kind of like it's just grace it's his love it's he's given it to us freely but sometimes i think that we can be our own worst enemy and you know stopping before we receive the promised land we stop at the border you know we don't want to cross over we have to kind of be encouraged to take what is already ours and do you think that that is because we sometimes struggle with the sense of you know grace being what we can just receive we don't have to kind of work for it absolutely i think the reason why we don't step into the promises because we're we're afraid that we we can't do it and we feel unworthy of it absolutely Mm. Um, but when we realize that it's not so much about us, but about him and what he's already done for us. And we step into that finished work of the cross and then allow him to complete that work in us. Like he perfects us on the way he mm. prepares us in the journey. Mm. And so I think it's, we think that we have to, you know, you know, cross every T and dot every I before we can, you know, step into that promised land. Meanwhile, God is just saying, just enter in, enter into my rest, come into the promises I have for you. 
I'm going to do the work that you can't do because I, I knew that you couldn't do it from the beginning. That's why I sent my son hmm. because I knew that from the beginning that you were going to fall short. That's why my, my you know, his, my son's blood was shed. And so I, I do think that that holds a lot of us back. It certainly held me back time. Hmm. Wow. You know what? I'm just, I'm just sitting here listening and I'm also just listening, but also receiving, but also thinking a lot about what we're talking about. And there's so many things that I feel like I still want to get into. We're going to take such a really quick music break. We don't want you to go anywhere. It's voice of change time. And we are having such an awesome conversation with Madeline. So don't go anywhere. Enjoy some music and see you after this. It's Lauren Jacobs here on voice of change. And you know what? We are having such an important conversation today. And I really, really invite you just to take this time to spend with us you know for the next 20 minutes as well just to be with us and to say you know god what are you saying to my heart today what is it that's holding me back in my life you know is it acceptance is it love is it you know my struggle to understand you as my father is it a struggle to understand your grace is it me trying to figure things out you know what is it god that you are saying to me today because that is why madeline and i are here together we are talking about such an important reality of you know self-acceptance and love and and being accepted by god and receiving grace as well and it's such an important reality we need to reflect on and you know madeline i actually want to get into as well something that we started off with speaking about earlier on and that's you know accepting what we look like, our bodies as well. You alluded to this when you were sharing a little bit of your story. And I know that you posted such a powerful picture, actually. I think it was a couple of weeks ago. You, you know, at the beach, I think you're at the beach on a bicycle and in a bathing suit. And you were like, you know what? I wouldn't have worn this some time ago, but now I am. And it's so cool because it's such an empowering journey and to see someone's journey and know that, you know what, when we grow up, it's like, we are exposed, even from a young age, to our mother's dieting or our grandmother's talking about our weight and other people referring to who we need to be or who we need to look like. How do we deal with this journey of accepting what we actually look like? You know, what does this look like? I know for everybody it's individual and it's a unique journey, but I know that this is something you've walked through as well. What have you learned in this time? I would say the biggest lesson that I learned is that I'm worth taking care of. Um, I had gained a lot of weight when I was in college. And the reason why I gained all that weight was because I didn't I didn't think I was worth taking care of. And mm -hmm. so the journey for me for self-acceptance and loving my body um, as God created it, but also taking care of it came in, in the realization that I am worthy of love. Mm -hmm. And as I began to learn how to love myself, like really love the personality, love the gift, love the body that God gave me, I began to say, well, you know what? Like I'm worth taking care of. I'm worth uh, investing in and I'm worth eating the right foods, not because I want to look the way God wants me to look like, but because I want to live a healthy and long life like God intended me to, because I want to fulfill the purposes and the promises of God for my life. And I got to be healthy to do it. And so um, I, this really, honestly, all this for me happened over the last year and a half um, with lockdown. Um, as COVID happened, I got I got really sick and I was um, diagnosed with rheumatoid arthritis and gastritis, just a lot of issues of inflammation. And it was I remember one day I was praying and talking with the Lord and asking God, like, God, like, you know, first off, I, I don't like the way that I look. I'm not happy with myself. And, and secondly, now I'm sick and I don't know what to do with, to, you know, to fix this. And I remember just one day, like in prayer with the Lord about this, he just put such a conviction in my heart to see myself the way that he sees me, to love myself. And so what I did was 
I, I, I wrote a bunch of different affirmations on my mirror. And this is how I started th- this part of the, my journey. And I every morning, I would literally start in front of my mirror reading these a- affirmations. I am fearfully and wonderfully made. I am made in the image of God. My body serves me well. And just began to speak these things over myself every day until I began to believe them. Mm-hmm. Even though at the at first it was hard for me to believe those things, uh, I pushed through it anyway mm-hmm. and, until I began to believe those things. And, and the conviction began to sit in, like, if I want to... If I want to, you know, battle this inflammation in my body and, and overcome this arthritis, then I need to take care of myself as well. And so in that came the, the desire to work out. And as I began to, okay, say yes to that and started take, started taking walks and started riding my bike and now I'm, I'm starting to go to the gym, that desire in me grew to take better care of myself, but not from a place of, oh, I need to make sure I look good so culture thinks, you know, so I can, I, I can, uh, look the way culture wants me to look mm. and, and have the body and the shape that the that society says I'm supposed to have, but so that I can feel healthy and good because I am already beautiful in the way that God made me. And so for me, it really just started with taking that first step of being myself every day mm. for quite some time. And I still do it. Mm. Wow. That's so cool. And again, you know, it's this, this whole thing of if we can see ourselves in a certain way, it's not about the culture. It's not about, you know, these unreal and really impossible beauty standards. It's kind of like saying, you know, exactly like what you said, I'm already beautiful. God has, you know, made me fearfully and wonderfully and has given me this body and, and he's given it to me so that I can fulfill his work and also receive his promises. And I think that that's so powerful. And I think that, you know, that's such a good place to start, even for people who are listening. Start with those affirmations. I know that I have some also plucked up on my bathroom <laughs> mirror. And I was like, I've, I've got to start doing them again because I haven't. But it's so, so incredibly important and powerful to be speaking truth over ourselves because it's like we believe the lies so quickly in our minds as well for whatever the reasons are about ourselves. And then if we begin to speak that truth, there's such a shift that comes. And and I'm kind of wondering about, you know, the role of social media in all of this because we live in a world where social media is such a big deal and we always say it, you know, people are posting their highlight reels on social media. They're posting the good looks about themselves, or the professional photos or the edited ones or the filtered ones. There isn't much that is super real on social media. Do you think that social media plays a big role in us not accepting ourselves and us wanting to be different? And how do we deal with that? I would say 100%. It's um, I mean, what people post on social media is what they want you to see. So they post all the highlight reels with the edited, you know, body, you know, shapes Mm. and looking, you know, with the filters on their on their selfies looking wonderful. But it's not reality. The truth of the matter is, is that nobody looks that good 24 seven. And it puts all this pressure on us to be constantly performing for other people to give us likes and for other people to accept us created for the acceptance of other people we weren't created to to get a heart every time you know we wear a bathing suit and it looks good on us hmm. we, you know we were created to have intimacy with the lord and for him to have intimacy with us like at the end of the day what we were created for was for his his approval like it was for his worship for his purpose yeah. um and so i i do think that social media and it's 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 not real it's not reality it's 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 an mm-hmm. edited version of truth 
And it does, um, I think it has a negative impact in the way that we view ourselves because we start to compare ourselves to these other social media influencers. And, that, and that's not to say that they're doing anything wrong. Mm-hmm. They're living their lives. They're making their money, how, you know, doing that. That's fine. But we're comparing ourselves as regular people to these people who might have money to get lip injections or have some kind of plastic surgery so that their face looks perfect. Yeah. Um, and it's not, it's not realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's unfair to us, the pressure that we allow social media and the culture to put on us. And that's so true. And we talk about the fact that, you know, the beauty and cosmetic industry is like a multi-billion dollar, you know, organization that's happening globally. And they they don't make money by telling you you look great. You know, they make money by telling you what you don't look like so that you can buy products or that you can get these, you know, get this work done on yourself or do these things. And again, another friend of mine was saying to me this week that, you know, now that she's in the 30s, she realizes that she was so hooked on, you know, keeping up with the Kardashians when she was younger. And she was like, would watch it like religiously. And now she sits thinking like it actually just formed all these insecurities in her because there's this impossible beauty standard that they were obviously you know trying to portray and it was like she just was feeding herself with the insecurities now that's the other part of it you know we always say unfollow anybody who makes you feel bad about yourself or who doesn't make you feel good but sometimes we become almost like a magnet for punishment we watch these things expose ourselves to these things social media or reality tv but we're actually doing it knowing that we are actually beginning to feel worse about ourselves. And that's so crazy because it's almost like counterintuitive. But that's what we do. So how do we how do we kind of tap out of this? Is it as simple as just stop following people that make you feel bad about yourself? Or is it holding ourselves accountable, really? I think it's holding ourselves accountable and you know, being self-aware enough to recognize when something that you see is creating a negative feeling inside of you Mm -hmm. and figuring out why, because I think self-awareness, if in in the journey of self-acceptance and love, um, it's self-awareness is key, knowing Mm -hmm. what triggers you and why it triggers you and then addressing the trigger. Um, because I can, you know, unfollow a bunch of people, but at the end of the day, if I hate the way my body looks, unfollowing all of those models, isn't going to stop me from hating myself. Mm -hmm. I have to deal with the reasons why. And so I think I think social media really trigger to, to deeper issues that we have to deal with in our hearts mm. um, and where they came from. Um, I, I think I mean, sure, you can unfollow individuals. I, I've unfollowed people, but for different reasons, you know, people who, you know, are just I feel are not healthy for me to follow. Yeah. But I think it's holding yourself accountable and, and walking in that self-awareness and that honesty with yourself and with those that you trust in community that can, help, you know, help, excuse me, help keep you accountable. Hmm. Now, that's important what you just touched on. And is that something that you've been experiencing in your own life, like finding and or having people that you are really, really close to that you trust that can actually hold you accountable in the journey? Like, how important is that? Oh, it's very important because we were not meant to do this, this walk alone. And we see that in the Garden of Eden when God said that everything was good. And the only thing he said that wasn't good was that Adam was alone. We were never meant to be alone. We were meant to do this life together with other people. And so when you're self-isolated, you know, that's a good place to want to stay in bondage. If you want freedom, freedom happens within community. And um, I found so much freedom uh, over the past year within my community, just being honest and vulnerable with them about the things that I'm struggling with and allowing them to speak truth and hold me accountable when I wasn't, you know, keeping to my boundaries or walking in the light. It's very important. 
Because people can see what we can't see. We all have blind spots. And having that friend that can say, hey, I see this thing about you that you want to address. And receiving that feedback from a place of love is very important. Mm. Exactly. I love that as well. Because it takes a form of like a little bit of humility, I guess, and love to to say it nicely to somebody, but also to receive it. Because sometimes it's exactly like you said. It's like we see parts of ourselves or we see what we're doing and we think it's okay because it's how we normally do things or how we normally think about ourselves. But then someone else sees it, you know, actually, you're actually kind of harming yourself by thinking that way. And it's so important. I love this reality of community, you know, and accountability. So Madeline, I'm also thinking now, you know, we talk a lot about, um, you know, we are Christians. We're Christian women. We are daughters of God. We talk a lot about that. And then oftentimes, you know, we try and deal with accepting ourselves and loving ourselves in certain ways by maybe saying certain things or, I don't know, just often buying into kind of popular kind of conversations or theologies and and ways of being like, okay, I'm loved and, and I'm worthy and I'm valuable, but we might not actually feel that way. And early on, you were talking about being real and you know, being real with God as well, allowing him into those spaces and really, really being vulnerable really with him. You know, actually, David says in the Psalms, open up your heart to God. And that's really what we should practice. But sometimes we feel scared. We feel scared to go down that road and to be vulnerable. Yes, we know he knows everything about us, but opening yourself up and having hard conversations with yourself and God is sometimes scary for some people. And so it's easy to kind of hide behind things where we go, oh, yes, now I'm worthy. I'm loved. I'm I'm cared for as, as a child of God. I'm a daughter of Christ and I know these things. But what would you say to someone who's listening today who maybe is caught up in that place and just doesn't really know how to be real, doesn't really know how to have hard conversations with herself and with God because she's never, you know, known somebody in real life maybe who she can have a real conversation with maybe her parents weren't there for her either no one was there as a safe space and now she's trying to figure out how does she get real with God practice self-awareness and begin to take a journey of healing what would your personal advice be to someone who is listening today and who's saying I really want to heal these places in me but I really don't know how to go there I would say definitely start with where David says, search me and know me. Start there. Um, ask the Lord to search you. Ask the, the Lord to show you, to reveal your own heart to you, especially if you're lacking in the area of self-awareness. And he will, because the Holy Spirit is good. And if we ask him for something, he's going to give us, he's going to respond, especially with something like this. So I would begin with asking the Lord, show me who I am. Show me my heart. Search me and know me, Lord. Hmm. And, and start there and and when you begin to see the things about you that are uncomfortable, that perhaps you don't want to see, like if you have an issue with bitterness or unforgiveness or there's unhealed wounds from your childhood or you're really hard on yourself or you're, you're, you ha you're walking with shame, as you begin to see those things, not, you know, shutting it down and saying like, nope, I can't see that or I don't want to deal with that. Being honest and saying, okay, yes, I do struggle with this. This is why I struggle with this. Because at the end of the day, I think we... We all have a level of awareness to know when when we're doing something or reacting to something a certain way. Mm. And so allowing ourselves, giving ourselves the grace to, to see the ugly parts about ourselves, but but also being loving and kind enough to know I don't have it doesn't always have to be this way. The, the, you know, Jesus shed his blood so that I can be set free so that I can be healed from these things. And he wants to do that.
Mm. He's very patient and he's very kind. And so it's allowing him to show us that he is patient and he is kind and he is full of mercy and his goodness and mercy does follow us all of our days if, if we would allow ourselves to just receive that. And so I think it's just starting with that vulnerability of asking the Lord to shed light in those places that are in darkness in our lives, those things that I were, we're unaware of, and, and beginning to, you know, finding one or two people that are safe places that could be trusted and, and beginning to confess those struggles into those sins. Because the word says that if we confess our sins to one another, we will be forgiven. Mm-hmm. And it tells us to walk in the light as he is in the light. And it's when we walk in the light that we have fellowship with one another and the blood of Jesus cleanses us from all unrighteousness. I have built some of the best relationships um, over this past year because I was I was vulnerable and I was honest with my friends to say, hey, I am struggling with with bitterness towards my mom because of this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, having them, you know, hear what I had to say of love and then speak truth into those areas has been very important. And so it's getting started, even though it feels uncomfortable. It's mm-hmm. it's it's. um you know, not stuffing the garbage bag down into the garbage can, but actually pulling out the garbage bag, looking at what's in there and saying, okay, I'm going to toss this for real now. I'm going to address this for real. It's uncomfortable. It's not easy. It doesn't come natural, Hmm. but it's pushing, just like we would push ourselves to do anything else, it's pushing ourselves forward to do it. And it's worth it. Hmm. Wow. Madeline, I want to say thank you so much for being with me today. Like I feel that time went so quickly as being together and it just flew by and it's been so incredible because I myself have just felt so much value and learned so much from you today. And I'm just really blessed to be hearing about your journey as well and the passion that you have and the journey that you've been walking through, but also the healing that you've experienced and how God has used, you know, the last year in so many people's lives to do such incredible good things. Even though it's been a really hard time and there has been this global sense of, you know, we're dealing with COVID and what's happening, but we know that God has been doing some amazing things. And just to hear your personal story has been such a blessing. So thank you so much for being here today, but also for sharing so openly with the listeners. And I know and believe today that lives were touched. And so thank you so much. And my prayer is just that God will continue to bless you, continue to use you in people's lives as he does already, but just that he will increase your territory increase you increase everything that you are going to receive and the promises of god that he has for you so thank you so much amen thank you so much lauren it's been a pleasure thank you i often think that we we do that to ourselves so much of the time that we look at it and we think you know god do you really love me sometimes we have those doubts we have those questions we think god are you really good or when we get blessed And when we are walking in the promises of God and we're receiving the things that he has and wants for us, sometimes we feel guilty or sometimes we think, hey, you know what? Maybe something is supposed to happen that's bad. When is this good blessing going to come to an end? We almost are fearful of receiving the good things that God has for us. But today I want to encourage you who are listening to me to know that God really is good and he really does love you and he really is for you. And he really wants to heal you. He really wants to help you. He wants to lift you up even today. And right now, this moment, this hour can be a significant hour. It can be a significant moment. It can be a turnaround time in your life. If you're struggling in the area of just living defeated, you know, maybe with a defeated mindset or defeated circumstances, I pray that God will come rushing in and he will meet you in that place. You know, I pray that if you are experiencing 
this lack of self-acceptance, self-unworthiness, then I pray that God will come rushing in with truth so that you can see that he loves you, but that also you can learn to love yourself. Remember that his word says, love God with all your heart, soul, mind, and strength, and love others as you love yourself. As much as you love yourself, you are to love other people. So first then it means that we've got to love ourselves and accept ourselves. And I also pray today that if you are someone who was brought up maybe Alongside a family member who was always on a diet or always made a comment about your weight, whether it be your granny, your grandfather, your mother, your father, your aunt, your sister, whether you were compared to someone else in your family that looked different to you, I pray that God's love will come rushing into that place. Because you, you know what, you're not called to be like anyone else. You are perfect the way you are. Why? Because you are fearfully and wonderfully made. God doesn't make any mistakes. He never made a mistake today. He never made a mistake when he made you because that time that you came into the world was chosen by him. Regardless of how you came into the world, he chose you to come into the world. And so today I pray that God will come rushing into that place. And I really pray again that this will be that significant moment, that you'll take the journey with Christ, that you'll go to those deep places and that he will heal you because he has a beautiful present for you and a wonderful future for you. I want to end off the show today with telling you this. Something that you may have heard many times, but I pray it will impact your heart today. Jeremiah 29, 11 says that I know the plans I have for you, declares God. These are plans to prosper you, not to harm you, to give you a hope and a future. That is God's hope for you, that you will take hold of it. And that is God's promise that he has a beautiful future for you. So it's been so good to be with you on Voice of Change. It's Lauren Jacobs, and I will see you next week. This insert was brought to you by Radio K Pulpit, 7 to 9 a.m. Please visit kpulpit.co.za.